Hey everybody, it's Scooter here, and we're, I'm just firing my phone up to see. I guess we'll look up the Twitter twi- trends, Twitter twins here. All right, so I have uh, the Twitter, Twitter, Twitter trends now, and I got a picture of them. Sometimes I go on these recordings, I have something in my mind, and other times I'm like, oh, I wonder what we'll talk about. And tonight kind of be one of those nights I said, well, what are we going to talk about? And uh, I was thinking as I was sitting down and uh, doing the intro, I was thinking about, well, geez, we could talk about because I was talking about that emotional toolbox stuff. But then I was like, oh, you know what we haven't, was it a year ago that we had a visit from Pop and the Mop? And that was one of my favorite two episodes. It was an episode about this man, Pop, an old man. And it was a, it was a story involving, it was one of the stories I happened to get involved in. Because I just happened to be on this drive and I went into this candy or this, uh, what is it called? Like an IGA, a small town supermarket, or not even a supermarket, a market, I guess. Yeah, independent grocers association style maybe even a little smaller than that. And, uh, he was in there and we just, I just happened to get there on the eve of the great candy war. And then it ended up pop was, uh, I don't know. He had a, I haven't re-listened to the episodes in a while, so I don't quite know the mythology. (laughs) Oh boy. He walked right into this one, Scoots. And it's like I was disqualified from telling my own story with my own characters because I don't know. But he said, man, I miss that pop and a mop. And then I was thinking that uh, I remember at the height of the like at the height of our adventure, we had a choice, pop and I. We could go deeper into the earth. There was a mysterious path down past the steampunk dragon, which me and pop outsmarted. And we were trying to, I think Pop was trying to prevent the Great Candy War, and I was trying to help him. Uh, so at the time, we were, and we were trying to outrun, like, I think, like, uh, what do you call those, uh, I guess, soldiers for the one of the candy corporations. Uh, this candy war, I think, was Whitman versus C's. Uh, but I think it was like, as, as I later would discover, like it was a sign of a much broader problem. Because uh, it was after those two things in this candy war and the press cover-up and the fact that I didn't even realize that the candy companies had weaponized themselves. But it all seemed to make sense. And then, so then I got into this whole um, blogging thing, you know, uh, candy conspiracy blogging. And I had a pen name, uh, Ultra 7, that was my pen name. Which uh, popped in now. He said, he said what's the first? He said, what's a blog? And I said, Pop, it's a, like an internet uh, newspaper without the journal, journalists or the newspaper. It's like, uh, remember, you, did you ever make a newspaper when you were a kid, Pop? And he, and he said, oh, yeah, I made the grocery news. You know, my father was a grocer, my, my sister was a grocer. And they said, could it get any grosser than that? And he said, uh, I was going to make a funnier joke. But he said, my grandfather, you know, he goes, I wrote the grosser news. And he goes, yeah, I'd write reviews of Valencia oranges versus Florida oranges. 
Anyway, and I said, oh, geez, Pop, I said, that sounds like an episode of my podcast, uh, but, but more boring. Like, uh, Sleep With Me, Retirement Village Edition. And he said, I told you I'm not retired. Oh, because this was a sad point for Pop, was that his, uh, his grocery store, uh, because of its involvement in the cover-ups, and, I mean, this thing goes from the top to the bottom, I'll tell you right now, the great candy, I mean... Well, we could get into it, but, uh, you know, they, they, they allowed him to keep it because he, you know, they said, he said, you know, I'll get those uh, people, you know, private property people involved. I think he, I don't know which party he meant or which movement, but, uh, you know, and then it was timely because then two competing supermarkets also opened up nearby and his business had already been suffering. And, you know, obviously he lost all his candy accounts, even though I don't think he sold any women or C's candy. I think they probably thought he took sides, which he did not. And I said, well, who, who stayed? We, I don't know. This was one of, you know, when I was, uh, what was my name? Secret Seven or whatever I was called. Uh, you know, I would always write about what I said. Well, who, you know. I guess mine was more of a critic. It wasn't a candy critic blog. Like, oh, this is this one has too much citrus, or this chocolate has, uh, you know, fake overtones, or, you know, this say it, it says it's seventy eight percent cacao, but it tastes like eighty four. So you're really getting your money's worth. Uh, my my short lived candy blogging career was, uh, I mean, most of them rejected blog topics. Uh, like Whitman, who the hell cares? And, you know, then they'd, they'd send a cease and desist or something because I, I was doing all this. I guess I'm getting ahead of myself. Like Pop's store had been closed. Well, he would say, you need to move. You know, he said, you, you I said, I'll take care of you, Pop. And he said, you know, I'm really taking care of you. And I said, I will. You know, one of those things, you know, heartfelt. it wasn't heartfelt. Just to gloss over this part, plug your ears. Uh, but by caring for Pop, by, you know, living rent-free, using his high-speed internet connection, eating, I mean, we had a stock of, of uh, non-perishable goods because most of those stores just sell crap. Uh, you know, about two or three years worth of soda. And, you know, we, sell, we, were, sell, we were bootlegging some stuff out of his store. That was fun. We'd go down to the, uh, what are those called, the... Uh, flea markets and that's actually where we caught we caught on to a new case so i was trying to crack you know i guess i was a candy blogger rabble rouser and i was wondering what, what now the, i guess this is when when you see the the human side of adventurers and i really say whoa pops the adventurer not me i'm a i'm a sidekick so you know let me just put that out there and, uh, you know, Bob said, are you sure you didn't move in with me and start this candy blogging because you're sad about morally? And then I started to weep, you know, and then, I, but this, this is neither here nor there. I said, yeah, I'm probably mourning, of course. And then he said, he's silly, and he didn't like that, but, because uh, he said, mourning, what, you know, and I said, okay, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm only human. Uh, but by staying with Pop, you know, and, and caring for him by, I don't know, getting on his nerves, I guess, uh, I feel like I went through, you know, he was helping me. I'll be honest, you know, I needed to help him and, and he needed to help me because he had lost his store. He was no longer a grocer. 
he's still gross. I would always say that. I, I cracked a lot of jokes, you know, especially at bathroom time. If I was walking down, I'd say, you're still a grosser, Pop. You're grossing me out. Uh, or, you know, just sitting around. I would look at you. Made, I don't know. He had normal looking feet, but, you know, people can be sensitive about their feet. And actually, he didn't have any distinguishing features. He had pretty plain feet, but uh, I think I felt like I could pick on his feet because there was nothing strange about them. But I would say, can you put some socks on, you know? I said, are you still a grocer? They say, no, I'm not a grocer because, you know, they say, you know, they say, well, you're grocer. You're grocering me out with those feet, you know, put some socks on, holy. And then he would say, you don't need to live here. And I would say, pretty sure I do, because they say, Bob, man, you know I can't be left to my own devices. But so we would raise money uh, to buy, you know, to buy other groceries uh, at the grocery store. Uh, but we would bootleg, uh, we'd sell like his old supplies uh, at the uh, flea market, like old beer, like, all, you know, everything, because they say he can't, because he, he lost all his licenses to sell. Uh, or he, he he did say you when he was talking about me because he said ever since that day you showed up at my grocery store my life's been and I say an adventure pop you're right it has been but so we would sell the beer and the wine and and the liquor at the flea markets because everybody likes you know get get it and you know I had a strategy since I had a problem I know. Like, I knew how to do it. Like, we'd keep everything ice cold. And then we would show up around, like, towards the end of the day when the vendors were just, you know, where they were flush with cash. But there was still, like, two hours left, so they couldn't go get beer. And so then we'd go around selling drinks. Uh, and we made it, we'd crush it, you know, and no one would bother us because of pop. And for someone like me, you know, I'd stay focused at the flea market. Focused at the flea market. That's what I'd say the whole drive there. Stay focused at the flea market. Focused at the flea market. And I would say, well, if you, if you saw me unfocused at the flea market, Pop, it would be trouble. You know, I, I can't. Uh, he said the flea market's like a great uh, gray area, but it has, you know, it also has the extremes there. And, you know, I, since as someone who is like a ping pong ball between the extremes. And he said, he said, you said enough. He goes, yeah, don't stay focused at the flea market. So at the flea market, you know, so I wouldn't get into any trouble or antics, which those are mild words at a flea market. You know, holy moly, but trust me, you know, in my flea market days when I was banned from flea markets from uh, Saskatoon to Sacramento, you know, I'd say that that was when I could, you know, I really could uh, do it up. Uh, you know, I'd just get in so much trouble and stuff. So uh, I would just stay focused. So usually just, you know, be taking money for the, like I'd say, Pop, Pop would be in charge of selling the drinks. Because uh, I kind of just had to keep my distance. I was just the idea man. I said, you know, sell. I said, we'll be able to pay all our bills. And he was all my bills. And I said, yeah, exactly. But, I mean, the thing was, Bob was in good shape. He lived at the, you know, in the, the, the bottom and the top of his store. And then I lived in the store. I mean, talk about a childhood dream come true. 
you know, I got to live in a store, in a grocery store, because he, he had paid off the store. He owned the land. He just couldn't make any income anymore because he was banned from selling. But so we made the income on the sly. And I knew, part of me knew, well, I was like, well, how long's Pop got? And, like, and I said, maybe I can wait it out, you know, and then I won't feel guilty. But I knew he needed some income because he couldn't just eat Twinkies. I mean, he had plenty. I taught him how to cook rice, uh, white rice. He had tons of white rice uh, in there. Uh, but I said, you know, we can't, we can't just eat that. So we would go, you know, we'd buy vegetables. But so at the flea market, uh, my focus would always be on, uh, what do you call it, uh, not stirring up trouble, but staying focused and not stirring up trouble which usually meant waiting in the car. Like Pops would say, wait in the car. And then I would say, shoot, and he'd say, he wouldn't leave me the keys. So that didn't work. So then I would, like, walk around the exterior. Uh, then I actually started, you know, a podcast, you know, flea market podcast where I'd interview the vendors. Uh, and that's how I'd stay focused. Uh, and, oh, what a joy that was. Never a doll. You know, he say, geez, Scoots, are you intentionally boring? Or, you know, how, what's how do you balance? And I said, well, I'll tell you how not to balance how boring. Uh, go on, you know, started a, a flea market podcast with somebody that doesn't go do interviews well. And they usually only ask questions to kind of fill the dead air uh, between, you know, not being able to converse with regular human beings anyway. At a flea market. And so I'd be like, hi, 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 you seem to sell McDonald's toys from the uh, 2000s uh, from Happy Meals. Yes, I do. Okay, great. And uh, how much are they? They say three for a dollar. Uh, they're three for a dollar. Wow, do you, ha- do you love McDonald's toys? No, I bought these uh, dead stock, 10,000 pounds of McDonald's toys, dead stock. <sighs> okay, what's dead stock mean? Uh, things, they just uh, bulk. And these are the Barbies of the world in this bin here. Yes, three for a dollar. All right, thanks so much. That was, that was like the, that was our most downloaded episode. I think there's a hundred vendors at the flea market. Usually we'd get four downloads, one or two of which were my own computer checking. That episode got like 17 downloads. And I kept hoping that I would get to the story, you know, but I never, you know, I said, I don't know how to do, you know. And to be honest, this whole time, I mean, you can even hear it in my voice. Me and Pop were uh, ignoring the obvious, which was that, uh, you know, deep with under in the ground underneath this store was a cavern uh, that had to do with this great candy war and a mystery that needed to be solved. Um, but we, you know, we weren't ready to deal with that uh, uh, or solve it yet, I guess. So, so we were just buying time, you know, selling things at a flea market and, you know, waiting for adventure. I guess I was waiting for less uh, adventures that involved the cavern beneath uh, Bob's store. Uh, but then more recently, everything changed, you know, because uh, 
I mean, obviously, I wouldn't be recording this because I would have just kept on with, I would have just used the material for the, uh, that was the other thing I had trouble with. Like, what do you call it? Like the, uh, the, the podcast, you know, flea market cast was taken, flea market, fantastic flea markets. This one didn't seem too fantastic. Fantastic flea market stories is too many words. Uh, fleas, I wanted to call it, uh. So then I guess I just said that's why I didn't give any. But but anyway, um, I was interviewing this guy, Jim. He was one of these guys that uh, he would sit over there and he would do, he was always selling stuff that needed lantern batteries. And he sold lantern, ba- you know, like flashlights that need those, those old lantern batteries. And I said, you know. I guess those are on their way out. No, you know, the time has passed. The lantern battery by. And I said, "What do you, what do you comment on that, Jim?" And he'd say, "I thought this was a." He goes, "What do you? Are you with the news?" And I said, "No, no, no, no. Wait, well, yeah, I'm with the flea market news." I said, "There you go, flea market news." They ended up there. There is a, they, they, you know, they sent me a cease and desist. Uh, it turns out there is plenty of flea market news. Uh, but this guy said, don't judge a battery by its cover. And he said, hardy, har, har. And I said, isn't that the only way? Because then you know it's ever ready. Or it's durst. You know, the cells are durable, you know. Or they're energized. And he, he, he said, well, he said, sit down here. And I said, so, Jim, you sell lantern batteries and old flashlights without LEDs, the ones that just, you know, that. He said, can a, I guess a flashlight is one of those things that's definitely intimate, intimate, intimate. And he said, in, impotent, like your speech. And I said, wow, that burns, man. That burns. That cuts deep. Uh, but anyway, Jim, uh. Yeah, I'm here with Jim. That's that's the story. Lantern batteries. And I said, actually, I always wanted to launch an SD's rocket, which would be the opposite of what we we're just talking about. And we needed a lantern battery for the launching of it. And we, I don't know why we could never acquire one. I don't know if it the idea of launching the rocket stressed my dad out, or the idea of acquiring the lantern battery stressed my dad out. Or the cost, I don't know if lantern batteries at some point had a prohibitive cost. But we would just couldn't, I had this one, you know what Estes rocket is, Jim? And he said, I do. He goes, that's perfect for a lantern battery. He goes, I have some, uh, and he said, no, no, this is a childhood story. It doesn't have anything to do with anything. But yeah, so I never launched that rocket. It was a space shuttle. And he said, riveting. And I said, that's it, flea market news uh, here with Jim. And he said, that didn't have any. And I said, it did. It had lantern batteries in it, Jim. Lantern battery sales. Uh, but Jim had a look in his eye. I think because him and Pop know each other, that's the real reason. But he said, you know, you could use some lantern. He goes, why don't you buy a couple uh, flashlights with lantern batteries? And I said, well, they're heavy. And they're inefficient and uh, heavy. And I said, do you need me to buy it? And I said, well, let me go get some money from Pop. He's selling the beers. And the, uh, said, well, and actually, he said, we're almost out of beer and liquor and wine. 
And I've been worried, Jim, you know, about Pop and how, you know, I think I ruined his life, to be honest. I never told anybody this by accident because I just stopped at his store, uh, I think, to buy candy on a road trip. And, you know, the, the, our lives were forever changed. Or mostly Jim, uh, Pop's life was changed, Jim. My life was just, you know, ideally I'll go back to my life, which is not a... Neither here nor there anyway, but I guess I got a little adventure. And he said, it sounds like you're avoiding adventure to me. And I said, it's possible, it's possible we're avoiding adventure. Uh, I, I said, we, we, you know, but, but it's possible I could be waiting till I get the emotional rigor to buy some LED, uh, you know, flashlights before me and Pop adventure anywhere. And he said, you got, and I said, okay, I'll buy some, and then I went and got money from Pop. And then I came back, it wasn't enough. I said, here, Jim, this is like four bucks, uh, give me two. And he said, these are four, you know, these are high quality. I said, they were in the 1990s, maybe. He said, even in the 90s, no, no offense, Jim, but, you know, have you, are these things rechargeable? And he just hung his head, and then I said, uh, Oh, another, you know, another spirit broken by just being myself. Oh, boy. Uh, but Jim said, listen, I know you're avoiding adventure. And I see he said, he said, why? He said, I have this one lantern. I keep it in the trunk of my car. And I said, why? He goes, he goes it talks in uh, Morse code. And he said, communicates in Morse code. He said, don't get snippy with me. And I said, only in your trunk it communicates with me. And he said, yeah, yeah. And I said, okay, I'll buy it. And we waited till dark. And that's, you know, when Pop usually is, like, so exhausted from selling that he goes in the car and takes a little nap uh, with the windows down. So night had fallen, and we went out to Jim's car. And he cracked the trunk. He said, you got to get in to see it work. And I said, you, are you kidding me, Jim? What do you think? You're you playing me for a fool? Then I, I said, okay, I guess I'll get it. I said, I said, I don't know Morse code, though. And he said, it's dot, dot, you know, dot, dot, dash, dash. He goes, just tap on the thing and I'll write it down. And I said, how did you know this goes on? And he said, he said, hey, it's a long story, but he goes, hey, he goes, this, he goes, sometimes I sleep in my trunk. He goes, I like it. It's very contained. He goes, you might like it. And I said, Jim, I could never sleep. I sleep in the middle. I said, I sleep in the cereal aisle of a grocery store. How, how could I ever sleep anywhere else? I said, sometimes I get cold. I just, you know, I cover myself in cereal boxes. It doesn't work with being cold. And I said, hey, but I still do it sometimes. I don't know why. I guess because some of the cereals I'm never going to eat, like Kix, uh, Grape Nuts, some of the other ones that hopefully they don't come after me. But, yeah, yes, I, mean, I think the one that has it, it looks like it's like long sticks. I said, yeah, that one too. I said, I'll put that one in my, over my legs. But he said, the it's too bo they're too boxy and they're boxes, so they don't really... And he said, man, he goes, he goes, just get in the trunk. So I got in the trunk, he closed it. And not that long after, this light started blinking, dot, 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 dash, dot, 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 dash, dash. So I started tapping on Jim's thing, tap, 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 tap. 
And then I banged. I said, he said, it's repeating itself. It's repeating itself. It didn't take long. So I got out and he said, he said, what did it say? He goes, N C A A L A X. And I said, I said, is that a word? And he said, not that I can tell. And I said, did you double check? He said, I quadruple checked it. And I said, okay, I guess I'll take your word for it. Uh, and I said, NCAA. I said, LAX is at Los Angeles Airport. And I said, NCAA candy. And I said, the National Candy A Association, Jim. So the National Candy... National candy to miss something at LAX. I said, we, we've, I said, Jim, you've given us a clue. And he said, are you going to go get more money to pay for those two lanterns? They said, I don't know if we'll need them. I said, we've got a mission now. They said, national counterfeit, NC counterfeit, NCC, National Counterfeit Candy Association, Jim. And he said, I'm pretty sure it was NCAA and not NCCA. And I said, no, 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 National Counterfeit Candy Association. I said, Jim, your lantern was right. I said, it's candy counterfeiters. This is because, you know, my conspiracy blog, Candy Conspiracies. And Jim was straight with me. He said, I think you should just go down to the Blow Pop's basement and deal with it. And I said, no, no, we're not ready for that. we got to find Papa's steady source of income. And I said, this is the ultimate irony, Jim. We can stop the people that are digging into the, you know, barely affecting the bottom line of the giant candy mega, you know, multinational candy corporations. Uh, the candy counterfeiters, they just got to figure out why they're, why lax is important. Unless they're being lax, but it'll, uh, LAX, LAX. They say, I got to go, 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 go drive pop home. And figure this out. I said, thanks, Jim. And I headed over to Pop's car. And I said, LAX, LAX. And Pop was asleep. And as I got to his car, this guy stepped out of his car. It looked like a government-issued, uh, you know, undercover-type car. And he said, sir, are you uh, Pleasure 7 or, you know, Secret 7? I said, the, uh, I said, uh, the uh, famous... Uh, the flea market podcaster, I am. I am the payment. I said, would you like to be interviewed? What can I help you with? And he said, I'm Travis Wood, uh, CBI Candy Bureau of Investigation. And I said, are you with the military industrial complex? And he said, well, now we refer to it as the can- you know, military, candy military. I said, you should just call it like the sugar. And he said, no, 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 don't say the sugar word. They said, what about the M- multinational military industrial complex? And he said, are you on the tra- hot on the trail of anything? And I said, hot on the trail of editing another episode of uh, Flea Market News. And he said, he goes, why did you get in that man's truck? I've been watching that man, Jim, Jim O'Hadi or something. And I said, really, are you in the market for some lantern batteries? Because I got two. I got them at a discount because he got distracted. I got two uh, of these flashlights. 
I think they're good for about four hours. You know, they're rated at four hours. LEDs, 10,000 hours. These are rated at four hours. They said they have somewhere around a half lumen, uh, and they weigh about 16 pounds. Uh, but I'll sell one to you for $8. And he said, did you hear I'm with the... And he said, I heard you were. I said, you're with the uh, multinational candy concerns. And he said, oh, well, in armaments and, you know, and I said, okay. He said, are you here to prosecute me for my attempted exposure of your secrets? And he said, I don't think it's any secret. He goes, it's all because we're public, you know, publicly traded corporations. And he goes, what were you doing with that man in his trunk? And I said, well, he wasn't in the trunk with me. He sleeps in his trunk sometimes. And he was telling me how good it was. And I told him that I sleep in a grocery store, uh, well, market, you know, small market, grocery market, market. And I was telling him that that's probably better. No offense, like I'm sure sleeping in a trunk's great, but when you can sleep in any aisle you want, you know, if the weather gets hot, you just go down. And this guy shook his head. You should have seen his composure. He said, "You sleep in a grocery store." And I said, "Well, you know," and he said, "I know, like, like the checkered linoleum." I said, "You got it." I said, random poles. And he said, do you ever run around in there? I said, yeah, sometimes. I said, usually, I mean, you know, I have a reading aisle. I said, I have a living room aisle. I said, you should come by and we could talk. Uh, I said, are you, I said, which part of the um, candy military industrial complex do you represent? And he said, the kind interested in information and, you know, seeing what it's like to live in a, a small grocery store. And I said, well, follow me. Let's go. And I said, you got to, I said, and pick up some dinner on the way. And he said, done. And I said, not candy either. Uh, and he said, done. So we drove back. Uh, I put Pop in bed, uh, tucked him in. His mop was there. And this guy, Travis Wood, came in, and he came in with a briefcase, and then he strolled around the store. And he said, this is a lovely store. And then he said, I love what you've done with the place. And he was serious. And he said, what about the cashier desk? What are you planning on doing with that? And I said, well, maybe." I said, in my dreams, that would be a fort. I said, you know, I'd cover, I'd roof it. And he said, that's exactly what I was thinking. He said, why don't you just blanket? He goes, why don't we blanket that out and have a meeting in there? He goes, because we need to talk. And he said, sounds great. So then we put a blanket over the counter. And then we crawled in. And we actually used one of my lanterns that I bought from Jim. And then he said, does NCCA mean anything to you? And I said, actually, it does. I said, I said, I said, it means the National Counterfeit Candy Association. And he said, yes. And then he did that thing where he clicks the suitcase, the briefcase, click. And then he opened it up. And it was a stiff briefcase. It almost creaked. And he pulled out a picture of a man, you know, one of those ones, black and white, you know, the kind of military industrial complex takes of people. And he said, this man, man is Hans Hamel. He said, man, though, because I think he wanted to rhyme. And I said, Hans Hamel, eh? And he said, he's the leader of the national account. You know, he's the biggest candy counterfeiter in the world. 
And I said, what is, I said, hold on, what is candy counterfeiting exactly? It sounds good. But I said, it would sound like you're making candy from inferior, you know, mass producing inferior candy from inferior ingredients at the lowest possible price. And he said, he said, save it. He goes, save that for your conspiracy blogs. He goes, you're hilarious. And I go, no, no, no. So that's what confuses me. If they're not doing that, he goes, what, I go, what are they doing? And he goes, that's exactly, he goes, when he goes, exactly our concern. He goes, when candy was made from superior expensive ingredients, he goes, yeah, there was a reason to counterfeit candy. But he goes, now, as you so aptly pointed out, he goes, you know, in economies of scale, mostly he said economies of scale. And I said, like, uh, vertical and horizontal monopolies. And he said, near monopolies, son. Economies of scale is out. And I said, okay, okay. He said, uh, there's no reason to counterfeit candy. And I said, and so that's where you're confused. He goes, exactly. He goes, I don't know what Hans Hamel's up to. But he goes, we've tracked him, you know, uh, to the West Coast. He goes, recently he was in Oakland, California. And I said, oh, that's where I used to live. I said, Bernie was just in Oakland uh, recently. He said, I wonder what he would think about all this. And he said, he, he, he goes, come on. He goes, you know, and I said, yeah. He said, let's go to deal with the task at hand. He goes, because I think this is, he goes, I don't think this is a great thing, this candy counterfeiting. And I said, what could this Hans Hamel be up to? I said, I used to live in Oakland, but now, you know, I live at this candy shop, uh, and then I said, and we were eating pizza that he brought. So that was nice. And it was a nice fort. And then one of the, the lantern, of course, died because it had been like a 15 minutes. The battery was drained. And I said, is this some sort of, uh, I said, is this conspiracy? He goes, well, why don't we? He goes, he goes, yeah, we could, we're expecting him to bring in something. And he, go, he goes, so we don't know if it's going to be Oakland and the ports or San Francisco. But he goes, whatever he's bringing in will be the key to why he's counterfeiting candy. And I said, mind control? And he said, no, 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 we got, he goes, we already have that. And I said, I, I said, you know what, I'm a pretty paranoid guy, uh, Travis. And I said, I think I know what he's going to do. He said, what? I, I said, he's probably, I said, one of two things. He's probably going to ruin your reputation or, you know, try to get money out of you and, and say, oh, I've, yeah. Uh, and he said, he goes, you're probably right. I said, yeah, he might, like, find the taste blockers. Maybe they'll release superior tasting candy. Maybe he's counterfeited your candy with superior ingredients or with the actual ingredients without the taste blockers. And he said, that's enough of your comedy routine. I said, I said I'm no Stephen Wright, I know. But I said, uh, no, I'm serious. I think that's what he's up to. And I think I know where he's going to be. And he said, where? And I said, well, I won't tell you till you uh, guarantee a steady income for Poppy here. And we need some LED uh, flashlights. And he said, what do you mean? And he said, I have authorization to do whatever you want. He goes, well, how much? And I said, Pop probably needs about uh, three or four grand a month tax. And he goes, taxes will be paid. He goes, consider it done. And I said, well, could I get something? And he said, no, but the deal, he goes, that's our deal. And he said, where is uh, the candy coming in? I said, well, the National Counterfeit Candy Association, 
I said, it's surprising that I said, this is like, a, it's as simple as figuring out high school musical. You know, I said, well, I think it was high school. Which one was the one at the, uh, at the, uh, which one took place in the summer? And then Hans, he, or Travis looked at me. I said, you don't have any kids, do you? He said, no. I said, well, it, I said, we, I said, let's get it. We need to get on the I said, when do you expect this, this to happen? He goes, any moment. He goes, we expect it to come in today. And I said, well, once I know that everything's coming in for pops, I said, well, you, you don't have a date at all? And, and he said, no. He goes, it's 11 days. He goes, 11 days from now. And I said, once I know, I can tell you. He said, it's like, uh, I said, he goes, hey, promise I'll take care of Pop. I will, we'll have a check here. And I said, could you hire him an assistant for when I can't be here? And he said, I'm, I think I'll renounce my uh, membership in the candy, you know, FBI, candy Bureau of Investigations after this adventure if I can live at this store. And I said, you, you can. And Pop said, I heard that. I like this guy. He's very much more clean cut than you. And I said, great, Tra- you're hired, Travis. I said, maybe, but uh, I said, well, let me think about it. I said, we got to get it. I said, we got 11 days till somebody's film. You know, we, we got to be, we got to get to L.A. And I said, Pop, we'll be back. And so we drove to L.A. Uh, so it took like 11 or 10 days. And then the whole time we were like working on plan. And I said, so they're flying in. I said, I still understand. I, I said, I still understand what, what we're going to do. And Travis said, I don't know either. And I said, well, we could do like a high school musical thing. And he said, well, what do you mean? And I said, trust me. I said, T-R-I-S me, us me. And he said, uh, how? And I said, don't worry. I got, like I said, buffoonery is my, I said, when he gets off the plane, he said, what do we need to know? And he said, uh, he said, we, we need to know where, where the shipment is. And I said, do you think you'll have it on him or something? And he said, I don't know. And I, I said, well, why? I said, well, what if you just get the information? I said, why don't you just have him arrested? And he said, well, because he goes, none of this is legal. He goes, technically, you're still covered by, he's still covered by the Constitution. We can't even prove, especially if he has superior ingredients. And he said, but he's a counterfeiter. He said, there's something else going on here, isn't there, Travis? Uh, and you're quick to renounce your, uh, and he goes, this runs too deep for you. He goes, he goes, I'm not telling you the whole story. And I said, maybe we need to get Hans for ourselves. Hans Hommel, candy counterfeiter. And get him out of the airport. I said, because they don't know. I said, at this point, did you already leak it out? I said, did you get the money wired to Pop's account? He did. He, he said, I did, I did. And I said, do they know he's coming into LAX? He goes, I, he goes, I, don't, know. I don't know. I don't think so. And I said, okay, so they haven't checked the manifest. So we are the only ones that know. I said, how does that happen? I thought you watched everything. And he said, well, he said, no, no, I'm a rogue agent, actually. He goes, uh, I'll be honest. He goes, I was trying to win you and Pop's trust because uh, he goes, I want to know what's underneath that thing. And he goes, that's why Hans Hommel's really coming. He's going to use all the candy, the chocolate under Pop's candy store, his market. And I said, really? I said, I don't know about this, Travis. I don't trust you anymore. 
And he was like, no, no, you just don't want me to live in them. And I said, I guess you're right. I said, I guess, uh, I guess I'm overthinking things here. And I said, at the same time, I, I got to get answers before I said, so you wait here. We pulled up to the airport and I said, I, I know you can't wait here. So I said, go to the call lot. I said, don't ditch us, you know, otherwise you won't be able to live in pop's store. And he said, don't worry. And then I went to the boarding and then, uh, or like where the people come out, depart, what do you call it, rivals area. And I studied the uh, people from the particular flight and I said, okay. And then I saw Hans, uh, Hans Hamel. And then I, uh, I'd, I'd had brought a wig with me, so I put it on and I pretended I was Vanessa Hudgens, whose character name escapes me at this point, but I was calling myself Maddie. And I said, Troy, uh, Troy, it's me. And, he, you know, this is just like, you've seen this a million times. And I said, what? And then I said, Troy. And I was, but I was watching out of the corner of my eye for any baggage that said Hans Hamel. And I was watching his eyes. And I said, Troy, Troy, it's totally, it's totally you. I can't believe you're here. You're here for High School Musical Con, right? You're my, you're my Troy. I'm your, uh, you're Maddie. And he said, I am no Troy. And I said, yes. and then I put a wig on him and a football jersey and a football helmet. And uh, expecting that that would cause enough confusion to escape. And then he said, what are you doing? And I said, you must trust me, Hans Hamel, candy counterfeiter. Come with me if you want to escape. And I said, have you ever wanted to live in a market in the cereal aisle? And he said, yes. And I said, exactly, come with me. And then we grabbed his luggage. And it was more than that. Like, I did a couple routines, like high school musical. Everybody stop and feel the fool. You know, while he, while I called for the ride. And it was actually, that was like action-packed. Because, like, I was tripping candy, CBI candy investigators, and singing high school musical, but acting... And then, I, you know, of course, I brought, like, an entire football team uh, of uh, helmets and stuff. I had a giant bag. I didn't talk about that. So that created a giant diversion because actually it happened. You know, I, I'm plugged into this. It was the weekend of a high school musical con. And so there was tons of people dressed as Troy and Vanessa, Maddie, or whatever. And so then we made our escape. And then we drove cross-country. We missed High School Musical Con, of course. Yeah, but I think that's where they thought the deal was going down, which it worked even better to buy us time. And we returned to Pop's store. Pop was, you know, still there. And the three of us decided to split up the store. Hans Hommel, Candy, Counterfeiter, uh, Travis uh, Wood or whatever, Travis, whatever his name was, I didn't even pay attention that good, but uh, Travis, the uh, candy investigator, and me, the candy conspiracy, conspiracy theorist, we started living in the store, well, at least that night, and, you know, with really, because we were avoiding uh, uh, the real adventure, which maybe we'll have soon, all right? Uh, thanks and good night. I'm looking at this map of locks on the Erie Canal from that Erie Canal episode. And I guess, I guess the corporations are, these are the YouTube locks. Uh, oh, because they had used a tube locking. You control 
Thanks and good night for that. Erie Canal Lock. Uh, Sally Cinnamon Lock. Uh, thanks and good night. Uh, Playlist Maker Lock. Thanks and good night. Jen Misha. Thanks and good night. Uh, Jack A. Uh, thanks and good night. Uh, Abel Rebel. Uh, thanks and good night. Uh, Dane M, thanks and good night. These are all, these are popular. These are some good locks. They made, you know, the 50, you know, made that your canal work. Arrow Finest, uh, thanks, thanks and good night. Mad Green B, uh, thanks and good night. For, that was a, a download problem. Thanks for pointing that out. Uh, all caps off, thanks and good night. Bernie Sandwich, uh, thanks and good night. Uh, Kane S, uh, thanks and good night. Uh, Dennis D, thanks and good night. Evan S, thanks and good night. Pre, thanks and good night. Uh, Maria E, thanks and good night. Uh, Susan P, thanks and good night. Manic Mo, thanks and good night. Danish guy, thanks and good night. And then these are all, thank you, these are the G, Gmail locks. You say, well, I guess we live the future stranger than, fictional future stranger than, the you know, something. Uh, Raina, thanks and good night. Uh, Sean Dub, with a W, thanks and good night. Uh, Jonathan, Avery E, thanks and good night. Colette, thanks and good night. Uh, Denny, thanks and good night. Rachel E, thanks and good night. Uh, Catherine, Breaking Bad, Catherine, thanks and good night. Gina, thanks and good night. Thanks for writing about the show. Alexandra, thanks and good night. Ahab's wife, thanks and good night. Uh, Carolyn, thanks and good night. Molly H., thanks and good night. Cammy, thanks and good night. And the Fruit Flies, of course. Uh, Beck, everybody back, yeah, thanks and good night. David D, thanks and good night. Jan C, thanks and good night. Uh, Michael and the Loud Neighbors, thanks and good night. Anna W, thanks and good night. Vesna, thanks and good night. Jennifer K, thanks and good night. Caroline with an E, thanks and good night. Summer with an E, thanks and good night. Douglas, thanks and good night. Uh, Jody, thanks and good night. Hope that button fair was good. Uh, Kim H, thanks and good night. Mangy Cat, thanks and good night. Uh, Jen, thanks and good night. Betty, thanks and good night. Tabitha, thanks and good night. Albert, thanks and good night. Sean M, thanks and good night. B, thanks and good night. And uh, Snowboarder Dogs, Darren H, uh, Josephine. Victor, Dan G, Brendan, Ka, Molly H, Summer, Joseph, Miss Lulu, Steve B, uh, Darla F, Amber R, Kim H, Kim A, well, a lot of Marcy, uh, David, Emma, Lee, Emily, Gabrielle, Sarah, Sherry, Henry, Jillian, Lizzie F., Lisa B., Christina, Chaz, 
Tiffany and Andrew, Daniel, Aaron, and Cole, Wendy, Julie C. And that's it. I get a good night's sleep, all right? I will talk to you soon.